0: What's up Oasis people? We're Hello. back. I mean 2022.
1: 2022. Brand
0: new year. Same old podcast. I know if pod-
1: make it here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> same old podcast though. Same old though. podcast. And same old probably listeners. Maybe some new yeah. ones in this year. That'd be sweet. We'll see. That'd be cool. There's always, I, I always, here, tell me what you think of this. Okay. Uh, we're going to get off topic right after we stop. So when people listen to a podcast or when I listen to a podcast, they're always like, like, share, subscribe, oh, yeah. show your friends. Like, yeah. what do you think of that? you think it's like a good thing? It always makes me a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. I usually just ignore it. Yeah, me too. I mean if
1: I really like your podcast, I'm gonna tell my friends about it anyway. That's true. Whether or not you prompt me to.
0: I wonder how many but, people yeah. only share it though because they're prompted.
1: That's a that would be a great study. I don't know. Are I, there people like that?
0: Probably. And I get behind, I get behind the if you if you're doing something you believe in, yeah. You want you it to like, yeah, you want it to get out it. there. Yeah. So maybe we should start yeah. telling the people <laughs> like if share. you guys don't share the, if you share this we'll give away 20 million dollars wow to one person drawn randomly out of a hat blindfolded out of all the people who share <laughs>
1: 20 million dollars we're just gonna Bunny put our bucks.
0: own names in <laughs> yeah our own names in
1: ah <laughs> oh, that's not true one.
0: i'm not doing just kidding that. <laughs> but you could share it if you want if it's helpful yeah. if you like it if you want to tell people about it go ahead and share the podcast this year in 2022 and if you didn't yeah. notice already, we're we're down a person. We are. It's just Jane and I sitting around. Is this the table. our
1: first time doing just two people? I think it is. Wow. We've always either had a, we've a always
0: either had to fill in <laughs> or something. But yeah. Ben, if, if you had one guess for where Ben is right now, what would you guys guess? You probably all got it right. Yeah. That man has sick kids again. <laughs> I don't know what he's <laughs> I feeding felt these kids. very much like Dora. Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> Do you see the map? <laughs>
0: Yeah, Ben's got a couple couple kids down, so we're going to carry on without him. And there was no fill-ins in the office yeah, today. It's a ghost us. town around here. That holiday season got people. So it's just Jane and I. But that actually works yeah. great because I wanted to have this topic where we just t- chat all about Passion 2022. And this is a conference Jane and I went with to alongside uh, 11 of our um, young adult leaders from OASIS. And so, first of all, why don't we just explain to someone who's maybe listening and they have no idea what Passion is. Yeah. Like, what is the Passion Conference and such?
1: Yeah. So, Passion Conference is um, put on and hosted by Louis Giglio and his wife, Shelly, who are the pastors of Passion City Church, based in Atlanta, and so the conference is usually in Atlanta, Um, and it's been gone for like 20-some years or something crazy yeah, like that. I don't that. remember how long, but it's a long Yeah, a long time. time. But they just um, had a passion and a heart to see um, the young adult, the kind of college-age generation come together, worship, learn, and grow. And so they kind of created this conference that's gone crazy. Um, so it's a conference for um, kind of 18- to 25-year-olds approximately. Um, this year, hosted in Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Uh, they bring in tons of like the best speakers in the world, like amazing worship uh, leaders and, and musicians. And um, it's just a time for this generation to come together, worship God, learn together, grow, et cetera.
0: Yeah, so, and it is. It is. <clears throat> I, I've gotten to go, this is my second time. So I went two years ago right before the pandemic, and then yeah. last year they did it online, and then we took another group this year. So you've gotten to go before too, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I went twice as a college student, so this is my first time going since then, yeah for sure. years
0: in between and every year it's like kind of different but the yeah. same general themes general, of yeah. trying to bring together a, a large quantity of people like this year it was 60,000 yeah, that's crazy yeah. i think two years ago it was 70,000 it was like an extra 10 is crazy yeah and they pack everybody in the stadium which during covid we're gonna get to if that was a wise idea <laughs> or not but uh yeah and really it just becomes this unifying moment for mm-hmm. what they declare as a whole generation yeah. which is hyperbole because not yeah. a whole generation but that, that, a generation of uh, Christians who mm. are young adults, and they try to empower them and encourage them to continue to follow Jesus. Yeah. So as Good. the two people who kind of led this trip, yeah. why do we decide to go?
1: Man, maybe you should answer that first as the head of our ministry.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Why, I, I No, stop. I do know. I do know <laughs> yeah. why we went. Uh, ben and I, a couple of years ago, we were thinking, and we just saw where it was and what was going on. And we mm-hmm. were looking at the needs of our ministry, and we wanted to have an opportunity to develop our leaders in a way that we probably couldn't just in the routine basis of what we were doing. Yeah. And so we started to look for different conferences or different things, and passion came across our radar, something I'd heard before, but mm. had never put any thought into actually going. You know, it's in yeah. Atlanta. It's a 17-hour yeah. drive from... Long drive. Oh, so long. <laughs> it's closer to 18 from Brookings, so yeah. it's nuts, but... Yeah, so we didn't ever really think about going, but all of a sudden some details started to come together because that's just kind of how God works. Mm-hmm. And so we took that first group, and I th- I think one of the things that struck us was just how incredible it was, not only for Ben and I as leaders to just get to see and hear the teachings and mm-hmm. be challenged and encouraged in that way, but also what it did for us as a group, yeah. like the, the 15 or so um, leaders we took with us. I mean, it was incredibly powerful what God did in them and how he bonded mm-hmm. them together, and then we came back with just... The sense of momentum and expectancy to see God do things. And so when it came to Mm -hmm. this year and we saw, whoa, they're back in the bends, like they're doing it again, run it back, like all the speakers, all the teachings, like everything they were doing full scale again. And Mm -hmm. so after two years of tough, not really big events, like I just felt this is something we got to go. And before I asked anybody, I bought the tickets. (laughs) Like, I asked to. We'll go. <laughs> I had to get it approved my spending limit, but <laughs> yeah. I, before I asked any leaders, before I asked anybody to come with me, I was just like, "I'm we're going to this yeah. thing because I knew there was going to be some powerful God was going to do, and He wanted for sure. He wanted us to be there. Yeah, so that's why Absolutely. we went. Yeah. You have anything to add?
1: Yeah, I think um, there's something unique that happens when you take a trip with people, whether that's you're going on a missions trip, you're going to a conference, you're going on vacation, whatever. That you get this extra time together and you see each other in spheres where maybe you wouldn't, you know, 2 a.m. in the morning when nobody's had dinner and you're making pizza in the kitchen. (laughs) Nobody got in the shower for 20 minutes and Britain's mad at them.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Come on. We got three showers. We got to get 15 people through. Someone get in the shower.
1: Um, But there's something about like doing that level of life together, especially when you're Christians have the conversations that you get to have that sometimes I think are almost more impactful than hearing from the mm-hmm. best speaker in the world, but it's the conversation, the follow-up, the relationship that's created in that the worshiping together in a different sphere than what you're normal to. Like you guys can listen to Brennan or Ben or I every single week and that's great. But to hear from somebody different, to bring a different perspective, to be in a different setting adds another element of um even just understanding of what it looks like to be the global church and even the church throughout time and history. Um, So I think it's
0: awesome. That's so good. I'm just thinking over here, like, what if I invited all the leadership team over to my house (laughs) to do Red Baron pizza at two in the morning this Saturday?
1: It'd probably be weird. Nobody
0: coming to that. (laughs) No. I'm not not even show up to that. It's at my own house. But you go to Atlanta, you start, you do a whole conference, you bond together, and then all of a sudden you're eating oven pizza at two in the morning and it's a grand old time. It's fantastic. I haven't slept in 48 hours, but this pizza is so good. And
1: all of a sudden everybody's hilarious.
0: Yes. Yeah. Everything's funny. Everything, man, they always say nothing good happens after midnight. And Mm. I kind of feel that. Yeah. But the Depends funny on the crowd. The vibes, the yeah. laughter, the oh, humor. Yeah. And then you Immaculate. Then you, <laughs> but then you go off the peak and it's all of a sudden everything everybody says <laughs> is just terrible. Oh yeah, there's
1: a very there, thin very line thin between <laughs> hilarious and annoying. I'm gonna
0: kill you <laughs> yeah. if you speak again. If you didn't know, we uh, drove uh, if yeah, you don't follow us on social media, we drove there and so we left at six PM on the first. Yeah. And we drove through the night. Like nonstop, Oof, yeah. like not no, like pull off. Let's get some like through the night. Jane and I passed it back and forth, and made it to Atlanta the next day at like three o'clock. So, yeah. <laughs> and then we did it on the way back. So yeah, the sleep was it was, was not not had, but the memories were made. That's true. It's
1: true. Sleeping can get back.
0: Oh, for sure. <laughs> okay, yeah. we get there. We're okay, in Atlanta. Yeah. We've made it. Like we're so excited.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When we come away from it was like, really, it was only. 16 or 18 hours worth of conference, like it was one night and then the whole yeah, next day. The whole next day. So when you leave from that, what did you take away from it, you personally?
1: Mm, yeah. I think for me personally, um, the biggest challenge that I felt like God gave to me in the midst of that was looking at and evaluating um, my own heart of worship and how I approach worship. Um, I mean, it's easy to worship when you're in a room full of 60,000 people and everybody's going in. And the worship team is amazing, oh, and crazy. the spirit is like there in a tangible way you've never experienced before. Like it's easy to worship in that setting, but I think the challenge that then God gave me is why does that? Why does the environment that setting change how I approach worship and how mm. I come at it? Yeah. Um, and so the challenge in that is okay when I'm back in Brookings and there's. 300 instead of 60,000, and we're in Grace Point, and we're worshiping, and we don't have the crazy, fancy lights, and the volume is not so loud that you have ear damage. Like, yeah, how, do you, how do you still approach worship in the same way mm-hmm. um, and within yourself and within your heart? So that was probably the biggest thing I felt like God was speaking to me throughout yeah. the time, which has nothing to do with any of the things the speakers said.
0: <laughs> but isn't that crazy? But, yeah. But I mean, God had you there for a reason. He wanted to speak yeah. to you something specific mm-hmm. and it was outside the context of a message but yeah. it was still something super profound yeah so what do you feel like you walk away with having like answers or clarity yeah. or now being back yeah. here in brookings for a sunday yeah i mean we did sunday morning church and oasis True. and this is the first we time did. since being with the sixty thousand. yeah like, what changed what's different
1: yeah i think that um that was so fresh on my mind that when i so i actually led sunday morning and sunday night because of crazy circumstances, so when I...
0: (laughs) I think that's crazy, like, crazy cool in the way Mm. that, like, just in your authenticity, the worship pastor is like, hey, God was teaching me how to better worship. Yeah. I I think people get that confused, though. Like, Mm. they see Ben and I as, like, teaching pastors or you as a worship pastor and not to diminish and box you. Like, we all obviously change roles and whatever. But they think that because of that, we have it all figured figured out. out. You know, and, like, we are the superhuman Christian. Like, we are the second... Like no, we're all on this journey to figure it yeah, out. And absolutely. so as the worship pastor, yeah. you were learning how to better worship. Oh, yeah, for so sure. So <laughs>
1: Because it can be easy, especially as the worship pastor, I feel like, to get in the routine. You know, I spend the whole week prepping for that, quote-unquote, one moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was a challenge to say, okay, when I step into that, yeah, I have to think about leading. I have to think about all the things that get done, but how do I most authentically come before God and worship him first and foremost? So it's not like some grand thing has changed within myself or in mm-hmm. how I lead, but it's in how my, where is my heart when I step into yeah. worship? And so it was as simple as the prayer I prayed moments before we started, mm-hmm. just within myself or how I thought about what we were singing about or yeah. the music that we were playing. Um, yeah, that's what looked different for me okay. this Sunday. Now I want an after. extra
0: sneak peek. Okay, what was the prayer you prayed? Like, what is? Ooh. What are the words you? Yeah, you've walked with or spoke to God before having mm-hmm. to lead that moment. That's good. That's good.
1: Um, there's a lot of things that flowed in in quick, but I think the biggest one was, um, Lord, in this moment, regardless of what anyone else does, of who's here, what happens. I will worship you with Mm -hmm. all that I have. My heart is here before you. I give you the honor. I give you the glory. If I sing a wrong note, if we mess up, if the tech stops working, if nobody else is engaged to worship God, I still will be. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's something that I haven't always done in the past. I felt that pressure of like, okay, I'm the worship pastor. I have to show up and be here and be Mm -hmm. present and lead. And it was just a reminder of leading a lot of the time starts with doing it first and foremost. Yeah. so that's cool
0: because yeah. i mean i was wrestling with my own little uh sunday night battle because mm. we drove to passion we drove yeah. back i had yet to write a message mm. and i did that intentionally because i wanted to have god do something in my soul over the yeah. week of passion and kind of preach out of that but i mean when it's thursday and it's crunch time and you <laughs> yeah. don't have a message to preach for sunday like yeah. that that's crazy <laughs> and so i got to sunday and honestly there was a Thursday was incredible. Like God mm. gave me a word that I felt like was really timely that I just had a confidence that yeah. this is what I was supposed to preach. But when I got to Sunday, like my normal routine of how much time I'd spent on it and mm, how much yeah. time I'd had to practice and to pray over it was less. Yeah. And so I felt like a little bit insufficient. Mm. But then in that, I got to bring my insufficiency to God and be like, yeah. hey, even if I fumble, like even if this comes across not as I want it to, even if this doesn't make me look as good as I want it to, Like, you'll still be glorified. And so that's cool. And this Sunday, we were both kind of feeling this. the same place. Yeah, like, I'll lay myself low to have you be glorified. Mm -hmm. And that's the position we should always take. Yeah, yeah. But it's not always that easy and that Mm -hmm. evident.
1: Yeah. When it can be easy for pride to creep in. (laughs) Especially as pastors, when there's just a lot of weight and responsibility. Put put anybody on a platform, and pride is a temptation. Yeah, so So. that was, boil it all down. That's maybe what it was getting at.
0: That's good. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, go to that's a great. conference, worship, and learn how to worship yeah. in a way that's really authentic.
1: Yeah, when that's literally what you do for your whole entire life, <laughs> it's like okay, cool. Straight up. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Brennan? What did oh, you learn? Me. What stuck out with you?
0: So one of the things I think when I was struck the first time when I went to Passion two years ago is they have they have just this God given dream. Mm-hmm. To see something come to fruition in the fact of like that conference, they always talk about how so many people show up to Passion waiting for God to do a miracle or waiting Mm, for Him to speak or to do things. But for them planning the event, they've seen God be faithful for months to lead up to it. They've seen Him come through in so many of the details that their miracles pretty much already happened before they even step into the event. Because for them to pull off a sixty thousand person yeah. event like it needs a miracle. Yeah, so they just come into it. And and so like they have this dream that they live in the reality. And so the first time I was really struck just like what it what does it mean to dream? Like God sized dreams, not things that I'm capable of, but something far greater than that. And so I came into this time knowing what God had taught me mm, last time. Yeah. And so I was sitting there kind of listening just for the dream and for the the, the desire of uh, what God wanted to do in that time, mm. and so when you're with that many people, especially the the team we were with, yeah. and you see so many of them deeply engage mm, and just yeah. have their heart engulfed by who God is, and the fan mm. of like the the fire inside of them to fully just become alive and to really just take over that couple of days, yeah. and to see that not only in our people, not only in us but in 60,000 yeah, people. And, and I can't say I see it in all 60,000, but you feel like you see yeah. it in all 60,000. And so I walk away from passion having this dream that that becomes true across the generation like mm, they speak yeah. of. That that's almost, and I'll use it, like that's almost a prophetic word yeah. that they speak that there's just a generation of young adults between the ages of 18 and 25, pretty much the target demographic of Oasis, who will have their hearts just completely taken over by Jesus and have this huge desire to just love him and serve him in everything that they do. And so I, if, if I'm going to say sum it up in me and not just what I see in our people, yeah. like the thing I was learning was after one semester in charge of Oasis, like being the guy, which is still weird to say <laughs> and to hear, I feel like there was just some of me that was like, oh man, okay, this was this was a lot. Like mm-hmm. it's, it, you work a ton and, and and it's so incredible. I've loved yeah. every minute of it, but it was, it was a bit of a, hev- a heavy semester. And so I felt coming into this break, I was really excited to rest and to take some time and to process all that this last semester had. And I went to passion, kind of still feeling some of that, like yeah. excited, but still like, oh man, this is going to be a long week to start off a long yeah. semester of ministry. And like, I wasn't cynical, but there was just like a reality that like sometimes ministry can be hard. And so I got there, and just for two days, God poured into my soul time after time mm. through teaching and through His Word, through the worship and the music of people, through the fellowship moments with friends and with our community, and I left incredibly rejuvenated. Mm. Okay. So I come into this semester with, I feel like, my, my tank full, mm-hmm. and I'm exploding, just ready to see God do a work in our people. And could I have found that apart from passion? Yeah. yeah. For sure. But... God brought it to me in the midst of a stadium full of people. And yeah. I feel like that's pretty cool yeah. too. So, no,
1: that's super awesome. That's great. Love it.
0: If we had to sum up some of what. We feel like our group was learning. Yeah. So I think the cool part about what we get to do is it's not just you and I going mm-hmm. to be better leaders. We get to take a team, and these 11 people are just like most of you listening. Like mm-hmm. there are our young adult leaders who come and are college students and they work professional lives and they're just doing ordinary stuff and they get to be a part of it. And so they become a, an awesome sample group to kind of show okay, how, did, how would this have affected all of Oasis if yeah. we could all 300 or so of us go? What yeah. do you think God did in them, and how would that translate to the people listening now?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, the first big obvious answer that actually became the sermon that you preached this first Sunday back mm-hmm. um, is that the biggest thing we heard from them as we talked and debriefed in the van was just a a reminder that identity is in Christ, that that is first and foremost, but then that our purpose comes from that, that our purpose comes from the mission of God. Um, And so that's why Brennan chose to preach that um, for this first Sunday back. Um, But then I think that that's just foundational for all of Christian life. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's cool. And that's probably something that we could say, oh, we hear all the time, but it's probably a reminder we need pretty regularly. For sure. And I like, yeah, I mean, both of those were great reminders to me too. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: I think there was also something he was doing in our people, showing them just another level of surrender. Mm, Yes. That when it comes to following Jesus, he doesn't just ask for pieces of you. Mm-hmm. He asks it's for, for all, all of you. you. Yeah. I mean, the call of the Christian is to lay down your life, to take up your cross, and to follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not just like, oh, like, I'll attend some stuff, I'll check the box, yeah. I'll be... Like, there is this wholehearted pursuit mm-hmm. to of Jesus and of what he's asked of you. And so I, it was clicking again in our people. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, if I want to be the person Christ wants me to be. I got to lay this down and I got to lay this down. I got to get rid of this. I got to reorganize and reprioritize these different things. And so when it comes to the year 2022, like I think that's why it's so cool. The conference is right at the beginning of the year, is it sets this trajectory for all Mm -hmm. of the next year. Like a word for our people is like, you have to follow Jesus with everything you got in this year and the next year and all the Mm -hmm. years that you get on this earth. And so this surrender of like, Mm -hmm. I got to lay it all down. I think that's really powerful. Yeah, he was yeah. doing that, in our people. and we heard
1: language too of like stepping out of cultural Christianity and mm-hmm. and stepping out of lukewarm faith to actually, yeah, surrender it all and to step fully into what God wants and to um, wield the influence that they have. Like, I feel like we had good conversations about that, about the influence that that group of people has um, in their everyday life in Oasis of uh, if they want to see like something done, they kind of get to be the start of it, yeah. Um, which I think is just really cool because we could tell them that over and over again, but until they really fully grasp that and step into that and let God lead them into that, like, that's just, yeah. Oh, really
0: yeah, for sure. And I think one of the last, like, and maybe you got more that you'd like to shoot off, but one of the things that is so incredible about hopefully any Christian gathering, but mm-hmm. I felt like was really evident in our people leaving Passion is what we learn there and what we experience there cannot stay there. Yeah, absolutely. Like if we learned all of these things and experienced all that God had for us there and then left it in Atlanta and traveled mm-hmm. back to Brookings and we're like, yo, look, back to normal life. Yeah. We would completely miss the point of what God is trying to do. Yeah. And so I saw this just reality setting in in our people where they would say, "Okay, I learned mm-hmm. this. This is how I'm going to live this in my dorm room." Yeah. This is how I'm going to live it in my class. Like, this mm-hmm. is how I now want to engage my friends. Like, this is how I want to work in my workplace based on what God taught me a passion. Yeah. And so it's not just this cool conference where we hear singers and we mm-hmm. listen to the famous pastors, but it's something that changes your life now. Yeah. Like, on the fifth, when you step back into Brookings, like, your mm-hmm. life should be different because yeah, of what you because, experienced yeah. there. And so that was really cool. Just this outreach focus of what god was doing in our people that i want to not only be changed but help others to be changed yeah which is the mission of jesus oh yeah absolutely is is there anything from passion and Mm. we're kind of wrapping up but i want to i want to ask this question too is there anything from passion you think is bad is bad or like (laughs) there are downsides to a conference with this Mm. many people and famous people and Mm. Where it's, out, like, all of it. Like. Yeah.
1: I think one of the probably, probably biggest ones that I can see is that it can easily lead you into developing your faith and setting your faith on spiritual high moments. Um, and if you've grown up in the church, you've heard that language of, you know, going to camp and the camp high or going to conference. And, like, that's real. Like, you when you experience an intensity of... Um, just worship and learning and you're hearing from like literally the best people, if you set your faith on that foundation um, of, of a spiritual high, it can leave you feeling uh, let down in the more normal parts of life. And so I think that if you don't recognize that and if you go to passion and then you leave and you don't take that away or you don't hold that in uh, the tension with, okay, what is worshiping in my actual setting look like mm-hmm. what you know like some people may you've just been home for Christmas those of you listening you may have gone to a church with 15 other people and half of them is your family mm-hmm. you know and so like that but how do you so worship in that space and so I think that that's one of the things that as Christians in general we can fall into that temptation of and passion can lead into that and so that's more of on like a personal like hey you need to like work on this within yourself and check your heart and your mind and your intentions. Um, but yeah, that's the first one that jumps to my mind.
0: And I and actually, I thought of this earlier in the conversation because when I think over what God taught me mm. or like what I was really taking away from passion, like it is that spiritual high experience. Mm. You know, like I got this moment that I probably hadn't felt in, I don't know, maybe two years yeah. where I felt like I really was incredibly full and just like bursting at the seams and living this spiritual high yeah and and i've had other mountaintop moments yeah, in yeah. between like it's not like i've gone two years <laughs> without meeting with god come on now <laughs> i'm gonna get lose my job people are gonna take that the wrong way but like in that kind of intensity hmm. so my takeaway is like oh i had this spiritual high yeah so that's not a bad thing though yeah no it's not it becomes a bad thing when that's your Normal, or that's what you expect to be your normal. Yeah, and like so, I don't come back to Brookings with this expectation that that's how God must meet me every Mm. time. Yeah, but I come back with my tank full, with on this spiritual high, in order Mm -hmm. to continue to meet with Him consistently to find the same God I met in Atlanta is the same God who can meet me at my kitchen table here in Brookings. Yeah, and that's what I feel like has really helped me not to. Go from that's the mountain it. to the valley, the mountain to the valley, the mountain to mm-hmm. the valley. You know, like and sometimes it is that. Sometimes yeah. spiritual life is that, and that's the hand God has dealt you. But oftentimes I I, just, I see it more as the gradual yeah. flow of what, mm-hmm. what it means to follow Jesus.
1: Yeah. And this makes me think about the conversation we had I don't know how long ago about celebrity Christianity.
0: Yeah, it was um, way earlier. Yeah, way
1: that. long time ago of yeah, if you set that as your precedent and then you're mad that Brennan doesn't preach like I don't know, David Platt. Yeah, or Jaina doesn't sound like uh, Brooke Liger would, yeah. you know, like and and then you diminish the role of the local church. Like that's where mm-hmm. I think you can get some really unhealthy stuff You don't think I can preach
0: there. like Mr. Platt?
1: I don't know. You might.
0: I don't think I can. <laughs> that man I'm not going intens- to sound
1: like Brooke Ligerwood
0: <laughs> so. That man brings an intensity I do not have in me, at least not yet. <laughs> there you uh, is there other downsides? Like what, maybe one I can yeah. think of would just be. Like the consumeristic nature, yeah. Like you paid a hundred or so dollars for this ticket. You flew in here. You got a hotel room, and you came to attend this conference with mm-hmm. the world's biggest musical names, the yeah. world's like biggest Christian musical yeah. names, and like some of the biggest speakers in Christianity. Mm-hmm. And so we come, and it's like, oh man, I'm meeting all these famous people. Yeah. And like it's gonna be awesome. And so. Mm-hmm. The consumeristic nature of yeah. that is like I'm not really here to learn or to meet with God mm-hmm. or to worship. I'm really here to see what God has to give me. Yeah, like true. what is God? What like or even less remove God? I'm mm-hmm. just here to see what's in it for me. Yeah, you I'm know?
1: trying to make some TikToks and yeah. get some posts out and maybe some there's, followers. Maybe and... there's
0: some cute girls. Yeah. you know, and like I know I live in South Dakota, <laughs> but if I meet a girl from Florida, it could work. We out, can make it out, right? Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Ooh, that would be tough. <laughs> uh, thankfully, I can confidently say that did not happen for any of our group. <laughs> Otherwise, is there any other yeah. things that like are about passion or that mm. people you've heard yeah. are upset with passion because of, because of this specific conference?
1: Um, hmm. I'm trying to think of – I've heard things, but I don't know if any of them are worth – having a conversation about you know like there's lots of conversation about it on tiktok and i think a lot of it is kind of ridiculous just to call it out a little bit of unfounded and and assumptions and all those things but yeah i take anything worth a grain of salt check your heart check the heart of the people around you have good conversations i mean
0: and i I think part of that is i was maybe baiting you a little bit into that (laughs) because Well, because I think it's an important conversation to have in some, in some regards, not necessarily Mm -hmm. the exact topics, but the nature of Christianity to step into that sphere of judgment. Yes. That says, okay, from behind my TikTok account, Mm -hmm. I'm going to make fun of the fact that I disagree with this. Yeah. You know? So like, yes. I'm going to make fun of the people
1: who like did their outfit of the day for passion or, you know, made TikToks while they were there or,
0: yeah. And like- some of it is like, okay, yes, there was a 60,000-person yeah. event in the middle of a, a worldwide pandemic. Yeah, that's... But... Yeah. And, and <laughs> it is what it is, you know? <laughs> like, people got to choose if they went or not, and yeah. so they took that risk, and so passion didn't force anybody to go. Mm. Or, like, they did it in downtown Atlanta, because that's yeah. where Mercedes-Benz is, and that's not the safest place for young adults to be walking around. But again, that's not up to passion. That's yeah. more up to, like, you making sure you're watching out for your safety. But people from the outside who maybe don't like what they're doing... Yeah peg in on those different mm-hmm. things, and they let that be a point of contention that they want mm-hmm. to to yeah. raise the awareness they want to put in the headlines the fact that passion did all these things wrong, yeah, and so they have this mm-hmm. nature to try and take them down at least to knock them down a few few steps or stools or whatever the saying is yeah in order to maybe elevate themselves, yeah or their mm-hmm. brand or whatever they're trying to promote
1: yeah and that's one of the ways that I mean Satan tries to divide the church the most yeah. or Bring down the kingdom of God is that He divides us, so He pins us against each other to judge each other instead of loving and supporting and caring. We don't always have to agree with everything that we that everybody else chooses, mm-hmm. but do we also have to go on social media platforms or in whatever sphere of influence we have and bash and talk down? I mean, that just makes us look like garbage yeah. to people
0: outside of the church. Very bad. So, and and one of the beautiful things about passion is the unity it brings. Yeah, you know, there were probably. Thousands of denominations represented. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. There was over fourteen hundred different college campuses. They yeah. said there was like forty different countries represented. All mm-hmm. fifty states. Yeah, like there is a a beauty that Jesus would want in the mm-hmm. unity that Passion is offering. Yeah, and so when the music cuts out and they just let the voices like mm-hmm. just rain and they just yeah let, they don't they just let it be the music of the people. Yeah, that is a sound probably as close to heaven as you'll get this side of earth Mm, yeah i i mean to stand in heaven is to stand in the worship and praise of god and and that this is a different conversation but like that's probably just an aspect of what heaven is but yeah like to see to hear the voices praising god without Mm. the like just pull it all out and let the people sing in unity from all over the world like it's incredible. It's crazy,
1: yeah. It's and crazy. And you're probably never going to be in another place where you're with sixty thousand other Christians. Exactly. You might be in a stadium with sixty thousand other people, but they're not going to all be Christians. Yeah. So it's they're probably kind of not just all going to be worshiping Jesus. Yes,
0: for sure. <laughs> At least not yet. Ah, uh, cool. Anything else you want to add here? I don't want to necessarily end on a negative yeah. note, but maybe that wasn't
1: negative. No, I don't. I don't think it's too bad. We are fans of passion. We would go again. Um, we would encourage our people to look into it if that's something they want to do in the future mm-hmm.
0: yeah there, there's yeah. people who go by themselves there's yeah, yeah, you don't people have to go who in go in big groups and whatever yeah. and so yeah we only take our leadership team um, and some of the people from our leadership team so it's not necessarily an option to go with us as of yet yeah. but if you're interested we have to- tons of details and we've done it mm-hmm. a couple times so we'd love to help you get down there um, yeah. so look forward in the future otherwise we love you yeah shout out 2022, Let's go, 2022. best year 2022.
1: yet yeah We're speaking it into existence. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye.